First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Dr. Ken Hall standing by on the line right now. Doc, good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. Uh, happy Monday. It's amazing what medicine has has been able to do. Like Jeff is subtly getting uh, getting hair, and uh, and it seems to really be working. Or the fact that you can put um, treatments and inject things into your lips, and then all of a sudden you inject too much, and your lips become enormous, um, which looks kind of freakish. Um, uh, it's it's almost if you can do these things in a subtle way, you can make yourself look better. But other times, uh, medicine has and science has done such an incredible job that it's almost too good and looks freakish. Yeah, so, you know, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I live by the rule that, you know, sometimes a little is better than a lot. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, that's, and I will tell you that that's very true, I think, in plastic surgery. Plus, just the reality is that, you know, the more procedures that you have, the more opportunity there is for for complications, whether it's infections or, you know, whatever. So I, I, I am not an, um, uh, an opponent to plastic surgery by any stretch, right. uh, but, I do, but, but I do believe that, that you need to be, um, you know, be, be minimalistic and you'll actually get a better result than, than you might think. Um, I like to say I've spent my entire life saying, you know, little, uh, little is always better. I kind of have said that since I was a child. It never really grew that much. Uh, okay. Um, good morning, Doc. How do the numbers look? Uh, we had a couple of spikes over the weekend. Uh, I think in one case, what do we have? Fifty-three, fifty-four new cases on Saturday. Yeah, we had a we had a couple of little spikes. Not exactly sure what those mean. You know, again, you know, any one day or even a couple days doesn't really mean a lot. You really need to look at. Trends. I usually look at no more, no fewer than five days in a row before I say this is something that is different. Uh, so as of Friday, we had ten uh, COVID positive patients. So we went up a couple, but again, I don't, I don't really lay a lot on that because that, right, that's right. one one number. So uh, okay, so you just keep an eye on uh, on this going forward. But one thing we have seen, though, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's uh, a younger demographic testing positive for the virus. No, that's very true, and that's just not true here. That is true everywhere. That the uh, yeah. that you know it's now um, you know people between the ages roughly of twenty to forty, maybe twenty to fifty, are are becoming the major demographic of of people that are that are testing positive yeah, yeah. that are coming into the hospital. Um, you know, and you know, I think that's you know, as with everything in life, I think that's multifactorial. I think part of it is related to the fact that we spent so much time, energy, and effort at the beginning of the vaccination process vaccinating the vulnerable population, which included the elderly. And number two, it's because, you know, younger populations tend to be a little more, um, I was going to say risk-prone. I would say right, less right. risk-averse. So they are yeah. more willing to go out and do things that, you know, might might actually or ultimately cause some cause them some uh, problems because they're they're young and they think that, you know, nothing's nothing bad is going to happen. I have found that um, you we you know, you kind of in the world we live in today, it's kind of easy to, to look at a person and look at some brief habits and. OK, I know a lot about that person. That person's like likes this, tends to do this. Uh, here's this person's hobbies. 
Um, I think we do a lot of generalizing. This vaccine is very interesting, though. I, I find that uh, you can't uh, you can't pinpoint it down to politics or to rural or city or to it, it's it's very interesting. The people who are anti-vaccination, it could be somebody uh, you know living in a very affluent area. It, I, I found it very difficult to pinpoint. Yeah, I, I think that that's true. I mean, you can always make generalizations, but there, but the specifics within the generalizations are really going to muddy that water. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know one would say that uh, well, people who are uh, big Trump supporters might not uh, be getting the vaccine. Uh, you hear that all the time. I don't believe that's true. I, I know many, many Trump supporters who got it the moment they could get it. Yeah, and, and and you know everybody everybody makes their own personal assessment about it. You know what is you know what are the right things to do, what are the wrong things to do for me as an individual, um, and then they and then they they do those things. And you know it doesn't matter what your you know political stance is or what your you know what what your gender. I mean, really, it just, just doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. It, it it just comes down to you know what what I believe is the right thing. For, for me, what I want to make sure is that when people make those very personal decisions, they're making them with the best information possible. And yeah, if, if, yeah. We can, if we can give them the best information possible, then they can make whatever decision that, that, that yep. they want to make. And the reality is without uh, Trump's uh, Operation Warp Speed, uh, we probably would not be where we are today with the uh, with the vaccine and moved as quickly as we did. And 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 we're ahead of so many other countries around the world when it comes to the vaccine. So there you have it. Oh, uh, you're, you're you're absolutely right there, too. What the what, what the government did in terms of in, in terms of developing this and 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 really providing the resources for the companies to actually develop these things in a very rapid way, break down some of the regulations so that, so that we could get the, this done. This was, that was really, you know, part of what jump-started this. Okay, if somebody's saying, I, I have been vaccinated, I am a grandparent, and have a child who has children. Uh, the child, uh, an adult, by the way, uh, with children, Neither of them, none of the, none of them, uh, there are three, have been vaccinated. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of uh, talk about people getting vaccinated. But what about the people who are not vaccinated and the risks, the risks they are now putting themselves into? Yeah, so they, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're not, and that's just what we were talking about earlier as far as the, you know, 20 to 40-year-olds. There's a, there's a population there that for whatever reason they've chosen not to get vaccinated. Those are the ones that are going to end up getting sick. Those are the ones that are a subpopulation of that is going to end up being in the hospital. You know, the, that, is, that is very um, problematic. And so what I, what I say, and, and I've said it, you know, several times, and I'll say it again today, is, you know, for this person, if, if they've been vaccinated, they should go and talk to their family members and understand, just have a conversation and understand why it is that they're choosing not to be vaccinated and explain why it is that you chose to be vaccinated. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I think that those kind of conversations will get us much more than, you know, me saying, oh, everybody should be vaccinated or, right, right. you know, Dr. Fauci <laughs> saying it or something, because we're not we're, we don't have a relationship with those people. They, 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 they need to speak with people that actually have those, have those uh, relationships. All right. Teresa just uh, sent in a question. <clears throat> I've been hearing more and more people are just going into public places without masks and often say in stores, uh, stay in stores because no one is making them leave. 
They are against masks and are not getting vaccinated. If the store tells them to leave, they do, but many times they aren't asked to leave. Uh, Your thoughts on that, Doc? Are you hearing more about this? Um, I guess it's not really Uh, a question. That was more Mm -hmm. of a statement from Teresa, but. So I I would say I mean I I went out grocery shopping this weekend and and my stepkids went out to the mall and what I heard what I saw and what I heard was that really the vast vast majority of people are are uh, vaccinated I can't speak to any one institution or or uh, establishment in terms of you know how how strictly they enforce you know what the state is saying has to be done. Um, I agree with what the state is saying, that when you're out in a population, um, especially when you're indoors out in a population, then, you know, to protect yourself and to protect other people, then it's better to be wearing a mask. Um, you know, and obviously kind of the, the, the muddy waters there is if, if I'm vaccinated, do I really need to? So for myself personally, you know, the answer may be no. Five percent of people that got vaccinated, by the mm-hmm. way, are not going to respond to the vaccine. So right. I may be in that five percent population. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm providing um, a role model for everybody else to say, hey, you know, even vaccinated, I'm thinking about other people. I'm thinking about yep. what is the right thing for the for the community. And it's it's not. It's not an onerous thing. It's not like I'm being asked to, you know, give up my firstborn child or something. I'm just, I'm just being asked to wear a cloth covering to protect the community. I'm willing to do that. Uh, Rob is asking, it's interesting when you talk about not being vaccinated. Rob is asking, I was thinking of getting revaccinated in order to get free Yankees tickets. Are there any possible qu- consequences? For those who don't know, uh, Governor Cuomo announced last week that starting later this month, they will have little kiosks set up inside of City Field and Yankee Stadium where if you're an unvaccinated fan going to a game, you can get your shot, a one-dose Johnson & Johnson, right at the game. And those who do will get free tickets to a future game. Um, can you get revaccinated one? And then I have a follow-up to that as well. Yeah, so we do not – so the science has not been done to say whether there is – whether there are untoward effects, whether there are bad effects – to getting extra doses of vaccine. That being said, with other vaccines, think of tetanus and things like that, you know, people oftentimes will get extra doses of, of that vaccine and nothing bad happens. So I can't speak specific to this vaccine, but in general, it does not cause significant problems. And I was my follow-up was... Typical wonder- American, though. Here we are, glutton. You know, we're just... We're not only are we, we able to get the vaccine, but we're getting it twice so we can get Yankees tickets. Hey, use it or lose it. <laughs> <laughs> so there was I, a time there weren't even enough COVID tests. Yeah, for people. yeah. I, I can't remember. I don't think any of my insurance information went toward when I went and got the shot done. I, I guess my the genesis of my question is, I would imagine if insurance is involved, they would reject it. They're not going to pay for you to get multiple shots so you can get free Yankees tickets. But if they don't know about and, it, who's going to stop you? Mets deal mentions nothing about having uh, insurance. So right. the reality right. is that for the vaccine itself, it is free. So yeah. the government has said that the vaccine is free. The the um, uh, giving the vaccine. So actually, the you know uh, going to wherever it is that you're going to, um, you know whether it's the hospital or something like that, they can pay. Uh, or they can ask for a fee okay. because you're uh, giving it. However, if this is being done by the state, uh, they probably aren't uh, 
they, they probably aren't charging for that either. Last, uh, last thing I'd like to throw out is um, we have nothing uniform that, uh, I mean, people are like, you know, you got in order to get to something, you got to show proof of a vaccination, yet you can vote and not show proof of anything. The reality is there's a better policy in place for people to vote, comparison of uh, your address and your signature, than as opposed to handing them and showing them your card, which could completely be forged. How are we going to handle that going forward, or are we just going to hope for the best? So that's a good question. I, I think that, you know, to a certain extent for now, until we can get whatever technology or whatever kind of documentation better in place, that we're going to have to rely on, rely on people's um, integrity mm. to say, you know, yes, this is really mine, and, and, and I did it, and, you know, I did get jabbed twice, and this is, and yeah. this is the documentation for it. All right. But the reality is, you know, at some point in time, you have to say people are going to do the right thing because it's the right thing. Well, let's hope that's the case. Doc, we appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Please be safe. Have a great day, uh, week. You do the same. Uh, got a break.